Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. I'm so glad to have you with us. As you probably noticed, I haven't released a podcast for the past couple weeks, and there's a couple reasons for that. One is the crud that seems to be going around found its way to me, and I had some extensive travel during that time and couldn't seem to get my nose cleared up enough to be able to have a voice to even record a podcast. So I'm glad to be back with you again. And then I got a second whammy when I downloaded all the software for my upgrade to my Mac computer and it wasn't compatible with my recording software. So I had to find a way around that, which I have now done, uh, and that's brought me back to you again. So I'm looking forward to sharing this week's messages with you and uh, sit back and relax and let's get on with the first message. First message this week came about from a quote I saw that said, be selective in your battles. Sometimes peace is better than being right. And I titled this one, we don't always have to be right. When I saw this quote, my mind immediately went back to the time when we were dealing with my grandmother's dementia. It was hard to spot in the early days. And when we finally figured out what was going on, it became very difficult to deal with. What was reality in her mind and what we knew to be true conflicted. As a result, we often found ourselves trying to correct her to help her understand the true reality. It was only through research, as well as trial and error, that we soon learned that our need to be right was proving detrimental both to ourselves and her. There's no science to dealing with dementia patients. Often the best way to learn is by interacting with those that have gone through the same situation. Levels of dementia are different, and people's actions and responses are different. However, there's one general consensus. Trying to battle with dementia patients who are saying things that are not true to us and attempting to prove that we are right does no good for either patient or family member. The sooner that we realize what they are saying is real in their world, the easier it becomes to interact with those that we are quickly losing. When we would visit my grandmother, we really never knew what state she'd be in. Sometimes she'd be in a different time period where what she was saying was true, just not in the time period where we were living. Other times, she would say things that we knew could not possibly be true, but in her mind, they were. And as we learned to go along with what she was saying and alter our responses to fit her dialogue, the more pleasant our visits became as we learned to live in her reality. Our need to battle and be right is innate. When we know the truth as individuals, we have this need to ensure that truth prevails and often try and satisfy that self-fulfilling need to be right. While that may create conflict in a world where individuals have all their faculties that can be worked through, dementia patients aren't afforded the ability to understand the truth just because we say it is so. Dealing with the changes that happen as a result of dementia is a steep learning curve that often requires us to alter course based on a situation. It often involves changing our own personalities and beliefs to accommodate the situation of the day. However, when we learn to deal, it makes for a much more harmonious encounter with the family member and allows us to enjoy the days we have left without conflict. In the dementia world, peace over battle becomes a necessity rather than a desire. This next message came from a a quote that I saw that was from an anonymous source that said, your mind is a powerful thing, and when you feel it with positive thoughts, your life will start to change. And I titled this message, What Kind of Thoughts Is Your Mind Filled With? Our mind is a powerful thing, and often I think it's impossible to understand how really powerful it is. If medical science can't get the full grasp of it, how in the world are we supposed to understand it ourselves? 
Yet at the same time, trial and error of life gives us insights into different ways the mind operates, and that allows us to make course corrections on our life path. The one thing that most people will agree on is that if you fill your mind with negative thoughts, the ability to change your life becomes not only difficult, it often makes it downright impossible. We all encounter different types of people as we go through our life's journey. Think about the individuals you've come across where everything in their life is negative. They hate their home life, work does what it can to make their life difficult, their personal lives are a mess, and the one thing that all those things have in common are the individual themselves. They truly believe that the world's sole purpose is to make them miserable, and their buying into that not only exacerbates the situation, it keeps them from allowing any change in their life to take place. Subtle changes can often have dramatic effects. Changing I can't to I can or I won't to I will begins to unlock the possibilities of change that elude us when we stay in those negative states that block any opportunity for alteration. Understanding that we are contributing to those walls rather than believing that they are a result of everyone else's action allows us to start to make the course corrections that may eventually lead to the better life that we desire. Throughout life, I've met some of the most amazing people that have had the most horrible things happen to them. Yet they found the inner strength to forgive and live a life filled with positive thoughts that keeps them on the path they desire. Alternatively, I've seen individuals that have never had bad things happen to them, yet they still see the world as their problem and choose to live a life mired in negativity. The former could have gone in the same direction, but they chose positivity over negativity and allowed their life to change for the better. There is a difference between having a bad day or even a bad week and allowing ourselves to be void of positive thoughts as a normal course of life. Change comes about because we're willing to let it happen and weed out that which is making us weaker. When we fill our life with positivity, it not only affects us, it affects everyone around us that has the ability to contribute to make our life that much better. This next message, I can't tell you how many times my grandmother comes into my mind whenever I think of it. And I, I titled this message, Stop When You're Done, Not When You're Tired. And it's always impossible to read any quote that has to do with that and not think of my grandmother. You know, This was a woman who raised three children on her own in times that were difficult, and she didn't know where her next meal was going to come from. A woman who worked hard jobs to take care of her family while ensuring that the needs of her community were being met as well. This was a woman grounded in faith who didn't know the meaning of the word no, and hard work was in the forefront of her vocabulary. This was also a woman that always told me never to start a job unless I was going to finish it, and never do a job unless I was going to do it right. It's sometimes hard for us to truly understand individuals who live through tough times like the Depression and how that shaped and molded their belief system and resolve. Individuals that had to fight for everything they got and stopping when they were tired often meant that they or their family would not eat that night, have clothes on their back, or a roof over their head. And those experiences create a strength within individuals that is molded by their very surroundings and circumstances. I can think of many situations I've been in over the years when I just wanted to give up. Situations where no matter how hard I tried, there seemed to be a wall that would appear in my way and it became exhausting. If I had quit every time I was tired and saw no way out, I would have left a lot of half-finished situations along my life path. Somehow, thinking of my grandmother and that mantra that she always instilled in me always gave me the extra boost I needed to carry on. 
I would think about the days she would work managing her warehouse, driving the forklift, sweeping the floors, and then go and bake cakes and sit with someone who was sick or lonely until the wee hours of the morning. And that always provided me the inspiration I needed to keep going until my task was done. We come across some pretty hard situations in life, situations that will take us to places that we didn't even know we could go. Our ability to be successful in those endeavors lies within our ability to persevere at times when the tiredness seems to give us a ticket to quit. Being able to continue to done in those instances provides us with the strength and belief that the next time we are presented with a difficult situation, there is nothing that can stop us. You know, every day we have an opportunity to touch a life. Um, and I think about that a lot. And that's why I titled this next message, Being Able to Affect a Life is Awesome. As we go through life, many people come in and out of it on a regular basis. Some we only see for a fleeting moment and others come in and stay for a lifetime. Then there are those that find a place, not by chance, but because they were supposed to be there. These are not your everyday individuals. These are people that make such an impression on your life that you cannot even imagine what life would be like without having met them. When I look back over the course of my life and truly think about the people that I've come in contact with, there are those that did something, said something, or even exemplified something that caused them to be etched into my mind forever. They could have been there for only a fleeting moment, yet did something extraordinary. Or they could be people that are always there and seem to be the go-to people when we are in need most. And for some reason, they were people that were placed on the path of our life journey at a time when we needed them most, and we know for sure that they were truly meant to be there. Now, if you look at the flip side of that and evaluate how many times we were that person for someone else, we begin to understand what an awesome responsibility it is when we are presented with that opportunity. I honestly believe that there's no greater gift that you can give someone than to be that person that left an indelible imprint on their life for that moment. The universe brings us together for a reason, not by chance, but for that one moment we are meant to be part of each other's lives when the need is the greatest. Part of the reason why I do these podcasts and write my Mornings with Ron blog is because of the need I feel and have always felt to help others. It isn't because I know everything or have every answer. It's because I hope that through sharing, if even one life experience makes a difference in someone else's life, then it's all worth it. You know, as people come in and out of our lives, sometimes our lives get cluttered and we have to find those who sap our energy and at times weed the garden and try to keep those around that are contributing to our life force. And I titled this next message, Is It Time to Weed the Garden? Sometimes in the attempt to be positive, we have to weed out the negative, those things in our life that mire us down and keep us from living our full potential. I call it weeding the garden. Often it is things, possessions, and yes, sometimes even people. And it's something that's learned over time as our lives get crowded with excess baggage that at some point we determine just needs to go. I've never been one of those people that feel like I need to have a thousand friends to feel complete no matter who they are and what they contribute or don't contribute to my life. Most of my friends are people who have been in my life for many years, while there are others that are just passing acquaintances. However, even those that have played a prominent place at some point have to be evaluated occasionally to see if the weight of the relationship is equal. We have to determine if it is so one-sided that it lacks the definition of a true friendship 
to the point that it saps the energy that you need to devote to those who are truly emotionally giving in return. There are many reasons that we tend to hold on to those not-so-healthy relationships. They need us more than we need them, and to the point that they drain our life energy and leave nothing left for others. Think about it. Are you the one that's always making the call to get together and do something without your phone ever ringing asking you to do the same? Are you the one that's providing constant emotional support, yet when the time comes where you're in need, that person is nowhere to be found to support you? Are you the one that leaves every encounter with your friend emotionally exhausted when the other person leaves rejuvenated and ready to move on to their next victim? Yes, I said victim. Sometimes this happens without us even realizing it until we take the opportunity to sit down and take inventory of how valuable the friendship is to both sides. I truly believe that we are doing them as much harm as good by using all of our life energy to try to make their life better and leaving us very little life energy to focus on those that care about us as much as we care about them. Understanding that there are times when our friends will be in need, there are naturally going to be circumstances where we should devote all our energy to being there for our friend when they need it most. It's when that becomes a requirement 100% of the time, yet we find ourselves needing a little of that support in return without getting it, that we have to reevaluate. If you haven't taken an inventory of your garden lately and you're feeling emotionally exhausted and drained by some of your relationships, maybe now is the time to do it. If you find that the weeds are keeping you from being emotionally satisfied with your relationship, then perhaps it's time to do a little pruning to ensure that you have the fertilizer you need to continue to make those relationships that are most meaningful grow. And there you have it, another episode of Mornings with Ron. I hope something I've said in one of these messages triggers something that may help you in your life as you go about your week this week. I thank you so much for your patience and the delay in getting a podcast out as we dealt with trying to figure out how to uh, work around the software glitch that we had. I'm always happy to have you with us and be able to share these moments with you. And as you go out into this great big world of ours this week, always, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles.